This is Together 24-7, episode 146. Hi everyone, this is Barry Cohen, one half of the Together 24-7 podcast. You've gotten to know us from listening to our show, but did you know that we've been in business together since 2003 and separately since 1997? We've taken our experience and knowledge from multiple successful businesses and transformed them into one company, Business Solutions for Growth. And now you can work with us directly. In just 30 days, we'll work with you to create a strategic plan with focus, clarity, and vision. We zone in on your talents, experience, desires, and skills to create the right business strategy for you so you can hit the ground running with a plan of action to take your business to the next level. For more information, go to businesssolutionsforgrowth.com or call us at 602-399-7430. That's businesssolutionsforgrowth.com or call us at 602-399-7430. Welcome to Together 24-7, the show that talks to entrepreneurial couples about their business lives, their personal lives, and how to balance both without driving each other crazy. Here's your host, Barry and Catherine Cohen, showing how you can be business partners with your sweetheart and sweethearts with your business partner. Barry and Catherine have been married since 1996, in business together since 2003, and have survived to talk about it. Welcome to another episode of Together 24-7, where we talk to couples that are crazy in love and crazy in business, which makes them just plain crazy. Or nuts. I'm Barry Cohen, your co-host. I'm Catherine Cohen, your other co-host. And we're nuts, too. This is true. So since can- 2003. Well, that's when we went into business together. Insanity since birth? Insanity since I met you. Pretty much. Because you just drive me crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I love you, honey. Whatever. <laughs> Who are our guests today, Kat? Uh, today we have the first couple of a two-couple bed and breakfast. So today is Samantha and Scott Darling. You're so darling. You get that all the <laughs> time. Guys. Like, all the flipping time okay and all i think is the the mets from the 1980s with ron darling oh ron darling that's all i ever think of when i hear darling that's that's true my father's name was ron so it works very well perfect perfect was he a pitcher for the mets in the mid 80s (laughs) no okay then go ahead well the darlings were the family on peter pan in peter pan and the never mind that's why i'm a boy and And you're you're a girl. girl okay so uh Sam and Scott Darling run Uphill House Bed and Breakfast along with Samantha's parents, Sam's parents, uh, Suzanne and David Solomon. But today we're talking to Sam and Scott. Definitely a family-run business. Uh, Sam and her mother, Suzanne, are the culinary operations and housekeeping portion of the program. You know what that means. Chief cook and bottle washer. Chief cook and bottle washer is exactly it. What is your specialty, Sam? I make a mean pie crust, Um, so quiche is like my my name to fame, breakfast-wise. Breakfast quiche. Now, see, I'm all over that, and Barry is just like shaking his head. Yeah, can I just have a scrambled egg, please? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Or I can make you some actual pie. Oh, okay. He'll eat actual (laughs) pie. Scott... Uh, who is Sam's husband and who's also on the program with us. I'm doing everything from Sam's point of view. So we did Sam and her mother, Suzanne. Now it's Scott, who is Sam's husband. So (laughs) Sam is in in charge of everything. He does maintenance and finance. Dave, who is Sam's dad, 
does everything regarding tourism. Yeah, let, let's stick to Sam and Scott today. Sam and Scott today. Well, we needed to get the whole picture. So um, Sam does culinary operations and housekeeping. Scott does maintenance and finance. And other things are done by other people. So Everybody, wait, maintenance and finance. So that's finance is money. Maintenance is fixing. He fixes money. He fixes money. And everybody or helps. spending money. Or, or, or what? I'm sorry. She, she always harasses me because I do all the books and everything. And I could totally cook all the books and nobody would have any idea. But you're not the cook, so you can't. <laughs> I, I maintain and, and fix the books. There you go. Could, he could fix the books. So everybody, everybody, the four of you helps with the marketing, advertising, landscaping, and yard work. Sam, you are a graduate of Old Miss. Go Rebs. Go Rebs. <laughs> Scott, you went to New Mexico State University, and you were both a little bit nomadic before you became B and B owners. You actually met in Arkansas while you were serving in the non traditional education corp from 2007 to 2014. Would that be? Uh, Becoming a teacher in exchange for your college tuition or one of those programs? Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, very similar. Um, basically, Teach for America and uh, going and working in high needs areas such as rural Arkansas. Uh, that's the place where we first met. Sam actually helped me find my first house in the Arkansas Delta where she was actually already there a year ahead of me. So we met each other over a table of uh, Oreos and watermelons. I don't know which I'd go for first. The Oreos. Oh, they're and the fantastic. It was it, it's a great com not to eat them together or anything, but it's a fun combination. Oreos. I would go for the Oreos. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> and then the watermelon cuz it's really juicy to wash it down instead of milk. No. It's no. really hot. And the human Delta. and growth. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I could, I could only imagine. So you guys ended up in you or you've lived in Texas, Arkansas, West Virginia, and you started uh, in 2012 to start to think about opening up your own business. So did you guys have a list now? I, I, before you before you jump ahead, I know that the B and B idea actually belonged to your mother, uh, Sam. Your Sam's mother, Suzanne, came up with the idea of opening up a B and B. So when I asked this question, neither of them could come up can claim the idea for opening the B&B. What were some of the things on your short list to do in business together? Yeah, uh, so we had been, I guess, kind of experimenting with entrepreneurship uh, for a while. We did some online, you know, like eBay sales and things like that. And we have a lot of hobbies. <laughs> so um, I think both of us have always just kind of dabbled in hobbies for a while. And, and a lot of people, friends, family included, have been like, you guys should sell your stuff or you should, you know, go into business together. You guys work really well together. You're smart. You have a lot of interests. Uh, you'd be creative. So uh, that's kind of how it started. <laughs> Actually, we were looking at doing uh, agritourism for a while, like actually opening up a farm. Uh, and when we started kind of putting the business plan together and running it by people, my mother being one of those people, uh, she was like, that's quite a lot for you guys to, to bite off. And <laughs> maybe you want to simplify this a little bit. Uh, so she'll obviously be able to tell you guys a little bit more when you talk to them, but 
that uh, the farm kind of manifested into a bed and breakfast. <laughs> do you do you have enough land over there to grow a few of your own fruits and vegetables and herbs and things like that? Yeah, we have a we have a little bit of a garden, and I've actually spent some time expanding the size of the garden. We have 11 acres, but uh, most of it's forested. So we had to kind of clear a little bit of space for, for some gardens and whatnot. And it's been a lot of fun kind of getting that up and going. But three years in, uh, we've barely been able to keep an herb garden alive, <laughs> honestly, <laughs> with all the other projects that we've been doing. But long term, uh, we would we'd be really interested in chickens and doing honey. So to be continued. To be continued. Well, we haven't delved into the honey yet, but we, we we're looking at a couple of different options for that. We do have the chickens. We oh, do nice. get the eggs. We do have the we do have all the all the chicken problems that chicken parents have, but very cool. So eventually this will become an agritourism place. Or at least starting to dabble in another hobby. <laughs> <laughs> or that'll be another hobby. So you guys are avid craft beer enthusiasts. You absolutely love Virginia because they do a lot of craft beers there. Um, old fashioned, uh, known for for breweries in, in Virginia. It is? It is. Really? Yes. Because the seat <laughs> the seat of the, the historical seat of the country and they did a lot of breweries and all that's yes. Yeah, you're the beer and drinker. Virginia I am has not. Had a ton of new breweries pop up in the last couple of years. It's been really exciting to watch. Yeah, yeah, we're having the same thing going on out here in the Phoenix area. It's amazing, and some really good beers coming out all over the place. Yep. Yeah, smaller smaller beer companies, I think, are are, are the wave of the future, and they really are good beers. You're also in the middle of wine country, and that you can't just put up. You know, you can't just put up a winery anywhere. You have to be able to grow the grapes and grow them pretty good. That's something else we're trying, by the way. We're trying to grow the grapes here in the 120-degree desert of Phoenix, Arizona. Well, <laughs> to be continued. Uh, so you guys are learning more about uh, wine and the art of wine making, and you start. I prefer to the art of wine drinking. The art of wine. I like that, Barry. Yes. <laughs> it, it, it's I, an art form. It is an art form. I call it focusing on research. There you go. That's right. Exactly. Continue, Captain. And you guys are starting to explore whiskey. That's a that's a fun <laughs> drink too. So yeah the 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 research part of that we're actually leaving to Scotland in a couple weeks, and we're going to be there for two weeks doing a, a or three weeks doing a whiskey tastings and 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 research. You know, research. I hope you're staying at a B and B there. Always and okay. a yurt. And a yurt. And a yurt. They're staying there just so they could say yurt. So they could say you're exactly. And you guys, hitting, are you guys hitting Edinburgh? Oh, we are. Oh, I love that city. Love that city. All right. Full route. <laughs> but yes, back to the B and B. We're gonna get off. On okay, you guys love hiking, camping, kayaking, biking, rock climbing, and the travel bug. You guys are going to Scotland, and Scott, you're fluent in German. That that's gonna come in handy in Scotland. Um, <laughs> yeah. It doesn't tend to be very helpful. Every once in a while we get a guest from Germany, which is a lot of fun. But Okay. So you're married four years in the business, almost three years. It's in uh, Gordonsville, Virginia. You told us a little bit in your bio, or I read out the bio, a little bit about the division of labor. How is that, how is that all divided up? There are, there are actually four of you. It's, you know, you two as a couple and your parents as a couple, and we'll hear from them next week. Um, 
But how is that division of labor all figured out? Yeah, uh, so Scott and I definitely do the bulk of the business, what I would consider like the day-to-day business side of things. And it's funny because in addition to the B&B, Scott and I both worked full-time jobs during the weekdays. And Scott actually just uh, quit his second job and is now full-time bed and breakfast, which is very exciting. Two and a half years in, we didn't think that that was going to be in the plans for a while. Uh, But I'm actually still full-time, Monday through Thursday. And my mom works at a little boutique uh, during the week. And my dad is also the director of tourism with our little town. So that's kind of where the four-person family-run piece starts making more sense, is we are very hard workers, but we all have other things that we're doing outside of the B&B. So (laughs) division of labor kind of came out of necessity. (laughs) Yeah, it's extremely important for everyone to maintain some level of sanity and still know who's in charge of getting what done. And who's in charge of overseeing who, who's in charge of getting everything done? I have a feeling I know who, but, you know, <laughs> we'll ask. <laughs> it's, who's... Well, it's, it's actually changing. Um, yeah. With my quitting my full-time job and, and devoting my time to the bed and breakfast, once I get outside of – or once I get past tax season <laughs> – Um, that will largely be me. I'm in charge of redoing a lot of the organizational systems and, and setting up meetings and making sure that everyone's kind of on top of things that need to be accomplished. Uh, I'm a very task oriented person, so it's, it's been natural and I enjoy that a lot before now. It's been joint. joint, Definitely. Sam and I are very good at kind of understanding where our strengths and weaknesses lie and and really maximizing and and you know putting those to use so well social media is definitely something i have very little knowledge of or experience in so sam takes the reins there when it comes to paying bills and and monitoring the finances and doing all that side of things that's absolutely in my realm and i think that's one of the things that we've actually done a good job of as a couple is respecting where our strengths and weaknesses are and we mesh very well and, and rely on each other a lot. So I think that's helped us a lot. In determining where everybody, what everybody does and, and, and what their, what their focus is in, in the whole business. Yeah. And making sure we don't step on each other's feet. That's huge. Especially when it's, when it's a husband and wife, that's crazy enough. When it's a husband and wife and, and in-laws, the in-laws, Oh my God. <laughs> yep. Yeah, that that's I all I keep thinking, <laughs> Catherine, is your poor brother in law. Oh yeah, yeah. My brother in law who went worked, into the family business. Right. So he worked with my parents and my sister and my brother. That, poor Al. <laughs> poor Al. <laughs> that's the that's the family mantra, poor Al. Um, tell us a little bit about the bed and breakfast. We didn't really delve too much into that. Tell us a little bit about it. What would you like? to know how many rooms where oh, in virginia yeah. it is yeah. uh I, you know all those fun sorts there. of things some other some other fun exciting dinners that you make there or breakfasts that you uh specialize in but just tell our audience get them down there let's go yeah well if you guys would like a cozy and quiet getaway or just away from the hustle and bustle come to our small little town of gordonsville and have an amazing breakfast. That is that is really what we're all about. Um, we're super low key. We actually have one of the newer 
B&Bs uh, in this area. And Kat, you were saying you you know Virginia has a lot of history. Uh, we're actually right in the middle of central Virginia, not just wine country, but Montpelier is right down the road from us, which is the historical presidential house. Uh, Monticello, we're really close to Charlottesville. So even though we're on 11 acres, uh, and it's it's nice to just get away and, and have some quiet in the country, we're less than 15 miles from anything that you would like. Five-star restaurants, award-winning vineyards, breweries. And most of our guests actually come from places like Washington, D.C. Virginia or Richmond, Beach or Richmond. Virginia Beach. Places where there's, you know, there's a lot of uh, big city stuff. And they really just want to get away and have it quiet. Uh, we have a huge back porch where people get to sit out and see the beautiful stars, listen to the birds. Um, have Fire a, pits. Yeah, have a nice bottle of wine. Um, like I said, sit by the fire pits. It's just a way to, to detox a little bit. Our, yeah, just get out and, and get away from, from all the crazy day-to-day life things. And, just, and we, have, we have two wineries within two miles, so it's, it, it's a hard life. And just for reference, how far are you from D.C.? Uh, depending on traffic on 95. <laughs> oh, well, yeah. <laughs> uh, 90 miles. Okay. That's so not too if, bad. If somebody wanted to do a day trip from the B&B... Out to D.C. to that's see the sights of our country. Yeah. Um, that's not bad at all. I, I am personally interested in the two miles from the wineries because worst case scenario, yes. you can walk. You can. Well, yeah. stumble. You stumble. Might. I'm actually working. Uh, I'm trying to get the, the agreements from our neighbors and whatnot, but I'm working on putting wine, uh, walking trails to both of them. It's actually a shorter walk to each of them than it is a drive. Even better. See, right yeah. up my... I'm thinking Fantastic. one of those little trains that they have around the mall. Oh, just yeah, use yeah. One of those. Just do one, well, do, do one of those. We were thinking of a zip line. Or like a golf cart. Oh, yeah. After, after a couple of <laughs> bottles of wine, let's take a zip line. <laughs> I, I'd be willing and you'd be fertilizing <laughs> is all I'm going to say. Now, Sam, you did mention that you are one of the newer B&Bs. Is it one of the newer businesses in the area or one of the newer buildings in the area or both? That's a great question. It's both. Actually, uh, so the house itself was built to be a bed and breakfast. So it's not a historical home, which a lot of the bed and breakfasts in this area are. I mean, they are beautiful hundred year old, you know, 200 year old <laughs> mansions uh, in family estates. So what I, I like to think we make up for because we're so young is we have a lot of just personality and we've been able to make the business and the house what we've wanted to make it. Uh, we've put a lot of effort into the outside of it as well. So like Scott was saying, we, we've got the land. Uh, we have a beautiful yard. We have a beautiful back deck. And the rooms themselves, because it was built to be at B&B, uh, we have five guest rooms. So for our first time business, you know, it was really we feel it's manageable, uh, especially with <laughs> with some extra hands uh, on the weekends to flip. Uh, but all the rooms have their own bathrooms. We have that's, really that's modern the amenities. Key. That was yeah. the key I was looking for. Thank you. We can yep. go there now. <laughs> we can go it's there very now. Clean. You know, it's easy for us to keep it up right now. So where we don't have the maintenance of a two hundred year old well or septic system or lack of a septic system. You know, everything's pretty new. Uh, so we've been able to put our time and efforts into just improvements versus maintenance, which has made things really nice. Which, of course, dissolves my next question. When You're not the first B&B that we've uh, 
East Coast BNB or any BNB that we've uh, interviewed. And and my next question always is, is it haunted? But if it's too new, it can't be haunted. So there goes there goes that. But we do have here we go in our little town of Gordonsville. If you're into Civil War history, uh, we do have a haunted. uh, It's it's now a museum, but the Civil War Medical Museum is there and they have a paranormal conference every year and it is five minutes from us. So even though we're modern, we've got your history. You've got your hauntings, which is what I'm always looking for in, in a place. I know it's very weird, but I'm always looking for haunted. Okay. Oh, no, that's not weird at all. And we, ha- we have you covered. No, what's, what's, weird is, what's weird is the people going up there dressed in the whole Civil War garb and that's, no, I'm into that. Just... I'm into that too. But no, I I like finding haunted places. I know. Oh, but you get a whole another level here. Our um, I think it's our well repair guy. Straight up sounds like Robert E. Lee. It is fantastic. <laughs> I love it. The first time I heard him, I thought it was a fake. Like he was trying too hard. And I was like, no, he actually sounds like Robert E. Lee. This is crazy. Now, if he would only charge the prices from back then. That's right. That would be even better. <laughs> so let let me uh, change the topic here a little bit. And ask you, since you've been doing this for, uh, you say here, two years and eight months specifically, but you've tried your hand at other entrepreneurial ventures, what has been your biggest entrepreneurial disagreement along the way? And how did you work through it? Um, I think we're both kind of looking at each other right now. We have a little bit of a hard time answering that because... And, and no one ever believes this, and I, I would never believe it when I say it myself. We really don't argue. Um, we have very tense conversations sometimes, but like we focus very heavily on communicating uh, very clearly, very cleanly, and very respectfully. And things pop up that we have, you know, have to talk about and whatnot. But I can't think of. What did you have an intense conversation about? (laughs) Because eventually, you know, look at it, Bar. Look at this. Look at this. Look at it. Here, we've been in business two years, eight months. You know, not even like almost three years because they've been married for just over four years, four plus years. (laughs) Yeah, right now it's a respectful conversation. Eventually, down the line, you know, turn drag out. Yeah, turn to Sam's parents. It looks more like that. But what didn't you agree on that that needed one of these conversations? I don't know if it's necessarily something that we didn't agree on, but the one thing that's coming to mind that happens a lot, and I'm going to get interrupted here, is because he does finances and because (laughs) (laughs) he only does finances at month end, his wife would maybe suggest that finances, or at least the books, you know, are balanced weekly, like after a busy weekend so that at the end of the month, he doesn't have to ask his wife, Hey babe, what happened three weeks, four days ago? That was this much money. Okay. So that's actually a <laughs> fantastic thing. Cause it's really nothing about finances. It's about the pure and simple fact that she likes to know everything that's going on with everybody. And she doesn't call it micromanaging. It's not. I, I have a, <laughs> I have such a simple resolution for that. I have I have a business card on my desk for somebody for them too. <laughs> this this is real. So do it. You know, first of all, nobody likes doing the books. Oh, okay. God, I hate it. So if you Sam, if you think it should be done every week, do it yourself. Give Scott a break <laughs> yeah, because I have to make breakfast. Well, there's after breakfast. 
Barry, this does not work. No. <laughs> well, you know, then you can't complain. Division of labor. You can't. Right. You can't complain. Perfect division of labor. Division well, of trust. Uh, let, let's give Let's give Scott a little bit leeway here, because he's <laughs> and and. and Sam, we're not getting the poor guy's doing the books every single month. But Scott just went full time into this. So that's actually a really good point. (laughs) So one of the things on I made a a daily, uh, I don't know how a daily schedule, a chore list. uh, It's like sticky note by my computer, and one of the I think it's number five on my list is put in all the new you know invoices and and do all the new books things. So yep, that is exactly one of the things that I'm doing. And then, of course, there are those programs out there, which we never use because I've got a pile of papers from 2016 that have to all be entered. So uh, and we're in February already. But there are programs that have little apps so that you can take a picture of your receipt before it fades and then write it down. So you may, Scott, you may want to download on everybody's phone. uh, Oh, we all have them. Yeah. Well, actually, one of the best things that we did, uh, we have QuickBooks and instead of getting their desktop version, we got the mobile version, not because we really need it that often, but because as soon as I walk out of Lowe's, I just throw the receipt straight into our system and it's done and I just don't even have to worry about it. So, yeah, that has definitely been something that's helped a lot. Okay, and there's the QuickBooks plug, so we'll make sure to let them know and uh, <laughs> see if we can't get you an upgrade do, for that. Do, do we have an affiliate link for QuickBooks? We do not. Oh, damn it. Damn it. Okay. <laughs> we'll have to find one quick and put it on the website. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, you, you kind of answered this, but kind of not. But how did you resolve when you have these heated conversations? Were they heated, Catherine? They, they were intense. They were intense conversations. <laughs> How did you get past it? Does it carry over into your personal life? Tell us a little bit about that. Um, I think we've got a really good system. We, I think when we kind of realize that we're in one of these situations and we're not getting past it, we might take a break, uh, come back to the conversation a little bit later. But the, the understanding is always that like we have to resolve it and we have to resolve it soon. We don't put conversations off because they're just going to manifest themselves again and again and again and get worse and worse. So we do, we do make sure that, that we actually do fix the issue um, and, and are both in agreement at the end of the day, even if it takes us hours and hours of, <laughs> of talking through it. And mom and dad will totally vouch. So we're, I'm, I'm waiting for you guys to, to have them call us out, but no, no, no. <laughs> we are uh we don't like drama, so we try not to. <laughs> I, I I handle that enough yeah. <laughs> in the regular job. Well, well the, so the thing that we can do to to just not have stress, it, I think it's it makes hard. sense. I mean, you got not okay. So it's we live together and we work together, but you have the and some people have a home office, like we have a home office. So we live together and we work together, and we live where we work. But you have the added stress of your customers come to your home office, which is your home, and they don't leave at the end of the day. They don't leave at 5 o'clock. They stay overnight. So, yeah, I think uh, it's great advice to say anything that you can do to remove the stress in your life is, is so imperative. 
Well, well we, I actually well, say that one thing we haven't done well is put the time and effort into our personal space and our personal lives. Um, like you said, because the guests are in our house, um, because our kitchen is our business space. Um, one of the things that we're putting a, a lot of emphasis on for this upcoming year with my shifting over is making sure that our personal rooms and, and non-guest areas look nice and are organized and are don't clean. have uh, moving boxes from two <laughs> years and eight months still unopened. That was an intense <laughs> conversation, by the way. That, that was an intense conversation. Got it. <laughs> if anyone has seen the movie Ninth Gate, there's a scene where a guy has his entire library like spread out on his, the middle of his, his floor. Um, we have rows and rows and rows of books taking up an entire corner because I haven't had time to build a bookshelf. And that's one of the things I'm going to do because we deserve that space and, and we deserve to feel comfortable um, in in our space. So that's, that's why we go on vacation, though, because like <laughs> the solution has been to just leave <laughs> the space. I like that solution. Well, you, you know, what's funny, though, you could tell that they're in the wilderness, even though they're, you know, 10, 15 minutes from anything. Need a bookshelf. We would go down the street to Ikea and we would just, just get up- the bookshelf be done in 10 minutes. Let me let me take that to a whole nother level. Um, I'm building the bookshelf out of a early 1900s tobacco barn that I took down. Oh, Ikea builds it out of leftover sawdust. <laughs> yeah. We like Ikea. <laughs> but that that's cool, using the reclaimed wood and everything. Yeah, that that's is really, really, really nice. Cool. Yep. I've got huge piles of, of wood and sheet metal and, and all beams and stuff sitting out by my shop right now that are, are looking for a home. But the greenhouse is, is on the to-do list and my bookshelf's on the to-do list. Awesome. Well, let me shift gears here a little bit. Since we talked about the bad, let's talk about the good. What are some of the joys that you guys experience living together, working together, and and just spending your whole lives intertwined without getting away from each other? <laughs> I, I could keep going. <laughs> what are some well, of the joys of being together? Yeah, I mean, I think that any working couple and we've really enjoyed listening and, and learning more about you guys. Just, I, I kind of like my husband <laughs> and the fact that I can see him and work with him all day and have a new experience. I, I not to be corny, but I can't really think of another person who I'd like to do that with. So Catherine um, understands that's, kind of i love you man <laughs> and i heard a, a really good phrase i can't remember who it was from i think it was a comedian but basically he was saying that the key to the key to a marriage is to love the person 90 percent of the time and the other 10 percent just don't murder them that, that that's about right that's pretty accurate and both of us are still alive so we're doing great <laughs> always a plus <laughs> except scott has all the sharp or it instruments. would be a haunted b&b and then we can maybe i don't know that, it would be a haunted B and B at that point because well, don't do that. Yeah, don't yeah, don't bad. make it a haunted B and B. We we don't want to have an in memoriam podcast. It would just be yeah, bad that for would us. just be bad. It brings us down. Okay, <laughs> noted. <laughs> now tell our listeners a couple of things that you guys do if you are able to separate your business time from your personal time. Yeah, um, I would say the first thing that we do is. And we had to, inst- I guess, set up this rule relatively early in our relationship because before the B&B, 
we we've always worked remote. We've always worked from home together. We've been with each other. We worked in the same room every day. Um, so we very clearly had to establish working hours and non-working hours. Um, so we would say, you know, it's four o'clock, it's five o'clock, it's eight o'clock, it's whatever. I'm done. We're not, we're not having business conversations or business meetings anymore. What would you like to talk about? What are some things that are not business related? And we kind of put, put a, a moratorium on business conversations until the next day or until we need to. And if there's something that pops up that we need to talk about, we say, hey, are you okay if we pause for a minute and have a 15-minute business conversation um, so that the other person can kind of go, okay, whew, let me go get another drink real quick. And then, yes, I'll be prepared. And we can just make sure that other person is, is on board. Um, just so very clearly delineating work from non-work. Now, de depending on the, the tone of, hey, can we talk business for a couple of minutes, does that make a difference on which type of drink you go get? <laughs> Sometimes. <laughs> or how many people we have to pull into the kitchen for an emergency meeting. There you Those go. Those are always fun. <laughs> and, and now, as you said earlier, it, it's, it's difficult now because your clients are there all the time. It's hard to have a business meeting when your clients are in your face a lot. I guess lunchtime you guys have your meetings when no one's around? <laughs> um, I think one of the nice things is that Dave is a lot of times the, the customer interface. So he spends a lot of time talking to him. He, he will talk your ear off. Um, <laughs> and he enjoys doing that. So he can kind of entertain guests and whatnot. And then we retreat to whether it's the kitchen or our space or wherever and can have you know, a much more thorough conversation without worrying about being uh, interrupted. So that that helps tons. And I really don't think this would be possible, or at least we would be able to stay sane if it wasn't for Dave and Suzanne. Um, I, I've said many, many times, I have fantastic in-laws and uh, they're really what allow us to do this and, and to have some form of rationality. There's no way we could go on a three-week business or a three-week vacation if we didn't have someone to keep the business running. And likewise, we're, we hold down the fort so that they can do it because they're both retired. Not anymore. Not no more. Yeah. <laughs> well, this was actually both of their retirement plans. So <laughs> we, have, we have a running joke for how many jobs Dave has that he's not being paid for. <laughs> All of them. All of them. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that That's great. Now, along your journey, your entrepreneurial journey, has there been any particular book that stood out to either one of you that really made a difference in how you react to things, how you run your business or anything professional like that? Yeah. Uh, so a short answer, try to, <laughs> to your question is we kind of have the jack of all trades mentality. Uh, so not really one book, <laughs> uh, more like a collection of, oh, I need to know how to do this. Let me Google this now. <laughs> um, do you have any? I was going to say our, our bookshelves, I mean, our, our bed stands are stacked with, I guess mine stacked with DIY type books. Um, and then Aristotle and, <laughs> and whatnot. But uh, I don't have a single go-to, no. Mm -mm. DIY philosophy, point. I like it. DIY philosophy, yeah. I'm a I'm a international relations and government masters by 
by training. I don't think I use much of that at all anyway, but, um, no, we, I think Google is our, is our go-to. I am self-taught, uh, sheet rocker, um, auto repair, anything and everything. Google's my go-to without Google. I don't know how I would do anything. We're also a part of two really great groups. Um, I think that's what's neat about the bed and breakfast industry in particular is that uh, there's a range of houses, experiences, number of rooms, people who are bed and breakfast owners in general. And for the size that we are um, in the area, we're, we're actually a part of a larger group associated with Montpelier. And there's, what, 10, 11 of us. So when we joined the group as the youngsters, I mean, that was the other thing as a reference point. These these other ends have really taken us under their wing and have been great. Like if we have a problem, if we don't understand something that is specific to Virginia, if we need help with an inspection or just guidelines or things like that, um, the bed and breakfast industry in general does a really good job of helping people connect. That's great to have that, an industry feeling like that, people that just want to help. Yeah, yeah. Podcasting is like that. Podcasters want to help each other. Absolutely. Absolutely. It, it, competition is just not even thought of. No, because so every We actually is- looked at a bed and breakfast in one area where just from talking with folks, you could tell that there was a lot of just behind your back type things. And, oh, well, so-and-so said this, but I'm going to, you know, all that kind of junk. And we ixnated because we just didn't like the vibe. And when we got here and started talking to the the previous owners, um, yeah, having having that support structure is amazing. It's it makes a world of a difference. And and I'm sorry, owning your own business, I don't need to to have the added stress of of trying to do the whole backstabbing thing. I'd much rather work with the people around me. Absolutely, absolutely. I think that's what we like about the brewing scene too. You, you know, it's funny you said that. I noticed that, too. The, the the small little craft brewers that pop up all over, they just help each other. It's amazing. Yep. Well, and we're a part of a small community as well. I mean, we're in the country. We, we're a part of a small town. So all the vineyards that are around us work with us, and we work with them. All the shops that are around us, same, same way. We're members of the Chamber of Commerce, which is great. Um, so I think that's another plus to this area and to this industry is we're all we're all trying to have people come here and have a good time and and get out of the cities because there's so much to do here and a lot of people don't even know about it yet i like how it's circled right back around to the vineyards yeah oh and (laughs) and with the breweries when you get your chickens soon um spent grains they love spent spent grains so the breweries are happy to give you all the spent grains and your chickens are happy to eat them. <laughs> I, I think and then you end like up with, with chicken that, that tastes like it's been uh, soaked in beer? Is that, no. is that how it works? No, no, we no. We don't know. We don't eat them. Our chickens are breakfast, yeah. not dinner. Yeah, our chickens are breakfast, not dinner. <laughs> the eggs taste fine. And no, spent grains are before they uh, ferment. So it's just, co- it's like cooked oats for the chickens. So it now, like a plan to me. I have to remember yeah. that. If you guys could give our listeners just one piece of advice, what would it be? Don't marry someone you don't enjoy spending time with. I don't know if that's... That's good advice. That's darn good advice. And take it it one step further. Don't go into business if you marry that person that you don't like spending a lot of time with. 
yeah, you've yeah. got to be really sure that you can work with that person. And, and I think, I don't know, I guess the one biggest piece of advice that I would give is that um, it's okay to disagree, but you've got to you've respect. Talk to each other. Yeah, you've got to respect the other person enough to actually be open and communicate and, and tell them how you feel and what you think. And uh, Sam and I are both very... Um, sarcastic and and are very happy to to make a sarcastic remark at the other person and we both view it as kind of uh letting off steam you can kind of say some some things that if passive aggressive kind of mean it but kind of don't um and it gets it off your chest and you know it's still sarcastic and still in fun so you can move on from there i don't know i found always found that very helpful and it makes for a fun uh fun relationship you see Catherine, sarcastic remarks are good <laughs> don't look at me with that tone of voice <laughs> to, a to a degree to a degree you're the one who always says that one extra little remark that gets you in trouble and and you're still alive and here you are and you're still alive all right she has murdered you it's perfect <laughs> yes our house is not haunted our house is not haunted no. <laughs> anymore uh, well, it was. It was. I had to. Our house was built in 1949, so yes, it is haunted. Or it was haunted. Was. Was haunted. Oh, that's cool. So, getting away from business, and this should be fun because you are the cook there, but getting away from business, Sam. You are the cook there, Sam, because that could have insinuated that Scott cooks. And no, he just cooks the books. He just cooks the books. <laughs> what is He's your... actually a pretty decent cook. Okay, so here it is. What is your favorite meal to cook together, or what is your favorite meal at your favorite restaurant? That was a tough one for us. Uh, can we answer that we just like food? <laughs> yes, <laughs> I'm yes good we with can. That. I think the best way with the way we actually look at it is that we like to cook together, and we like to cook new things. Yeah. So uh, we went out and got everything we needed for a creme brulee cheesecake, uh, creme brulee raspberry cheesecake that we're making for Valentine's Day. And that's kind of our Valentine's Day date. So it's something new. We have no idea if it's going to be any good at all, but we're going to have a really good time and at least one bottle of wine doing it. So at least some kind at of least. philosophy for restaurants as well. We'll much rather check out a new restaurant than go to the same place. All right. Creme brulee. So, cheesecake Catherine, if I if I make you a creme brulee cheesecake, would you take that over the big, thick, juicy steak that you're going to have for Heck Valentine's no. Day? Heck no. We're going out for steak tomorrow. <laughs> and for those folks listening to this episode, as soon as it's released, last month. Yes, yeah, last month. Well, and Valentine's. I also get to break out my propane torch from the shop to ah, use on the cheesecake. See? There you go. That's... Always, always using the shop tools. All right, last question in, in the food round. This, this is going to be, I think, even harder for you guys to answer. So put on your thinking caps. Red, white, or beer? <laughs> I would say uh, Russian, Armenian, cognac, and whiskey. Well, that wasn't one of the choices. <laughs> You're allowed to go off, but Russian Armenian cognac. Wait a second, are those two uh, separate a, countries? They are. Well, yeah, I can't really speak uh, too much on the differences. We went to Russia or Moscow recently, and while we were there, we got introduced to Armenian cognac or Armenian brandy, technically. Um, 
and just had a wonderful time learning that. And that's kind of played like on our thing yeah started. played on our whiskey uh, things recently. But if we have to answer the question beer. correctly, it's beer. Well, you can and answer it with just, what. Ever you want to answer. Uh, but I want to know specifically now what kind of beer, since you have all the craft breweries there. Well, I can do this. <laughs> Sam's beer is a Belgian double or brune. Okay. And Scott's into the stouts and porters. Oh, the thicker, yeah. the darker, the more crazy coffee dessert-y, the better. <laughs> I'm with Scott on that one. Absolutely. <laughs> nice, dark, thick. Oh, yeah. Stand a spoon in it? Yeah. Uh, like my Turkish coffee? Put ice cream in it. Or ice cream in it. Yes, vanilla ice cream, actually. Yep. Sam says the more it looks like motor oil, the more I'm going to like it. That's it. And usually it's also a higher alcohol content as well, the darker ones. Oh, we had a 16% the other day that was fantastic. Oh, my God. How did you stand up afterwards? <laughs> you, you're assuming that was the goal. <laughs> <laughs> And it was not. And on that note, we're going to go ahead and break for a commercial. And we'll be right back. Hey, everybody. We know you love audio. Why else would you be listening to this podcast? Through audible.com, together 24-7 listeners can get a free audiobook. That's a free audiobook and a 30-day free trial. There's over 180,000 titles to choose from. Just go to www.audibletrial.com slash together. Again, the website is www.audibletrial.com slash together. Listeners, you have a business. You need a website. There are a million choices out there. So where do you turn? Well, HostGator.com has one-click WordPress installs, or you can use their drag-and-drop website builder. They also have service and support available around the clock every day of the year, so you know you're in good hands. They already have low prices, and now HostGator.com has taken it a step further for our listeners. Use promo code TOGETHER247 to get 25% off their hosting services. Don't wait. Hit pause now and sign up at HostGator.com, unless you're driving. Then wait till you get where you're going. Remember, use promo code TOGETHER247 to get an additional 25% off at HostGator.com. And we're back. Hey, that's my line. No. No. Hey. No, it doesn't say here in the script. Well, I'm, it doesn't I'm, say I'm anywhere. I'm going to put so. Barry right on there. Uh, I bet you will. You know what time it is, Cat? Scott's got a pet peeve. Yes, he does. And then uh, Sam has a rebuttal to the pet peeve. Scott, <laughs> please, please tell our audience your pet peeve. Uh, so if you need an answer to something, and it's just a real quick, simple easy question and it doesn't take a lot of explaining just tell me the answer you ask it and sam decides to make a, a report out of it or an entire movie or it, it could be a four <laughs> word answer and it turns into her repartee on who knows what it, it's quite intense thank you scott sam please rebut <laughs> just holding it back <laughs> one needs to explain oneself sometimes to make sure that there is the correct answer <laughs> that was it that was a short answer sam let me let me ask was you, that good let me ask you something about that let me or 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 as i used to say let me ask you something okay so when you 
restrain and Scott asks you a question and you give him the very quick forward answer. How many times does Cue he... Cat, yes, keep going. How many times does he come back to you and ask you to explain each of the four words so that he can get it right? I would actually say that that's not the dynamic that we deal with. The issue is that I come back with a final product that I think is fantastic. And has nothing to do with the correct answer. <laughs> now, they only get into intense conversations. Remember <laughs> that, Kat. Well, that only means that uh, that uh, Scott has not thrown anything at Sam yet. So what it comes down to once again is boy talk and girl talk. Boy talk <laughs> is quick, concise to the point. Girl talk is a novel. But you get it wrong. No, we Thank don't. You. But you get it. No, wrong. we don't. Do you have to do it again? No, I'm perfect. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Not if you don't make me. <laughs> <laughs> Not if you don't. Uh, well, well, that's why I had Catherine explain to me a long time ago how to do the dishes and how to do the laundry. And I made her give me the short version. So I got it wrong. And now she does it all the time. <laughs> I got kicked out of the kitchen for the first time cooking eggs. And like Sam said, I'm actually a pretty good cook. But my version of cooking is not hers, obviously. So I, I think I didn't follow directions often enough to where I got kicked out. That's, I think, the ultimate goal. And yeah, somehow, Sam, we are getting this wrong. But be that as it may, Samantha and Scott Darling, thank you so much for being a guest on our show, the name of the company is Uphill B&B, which I didn't mention in the beginning. It is the Uphill B&B. It is a bed and breakfast in Gordonsville, Virginia. We're going to have all of the contact information so that you can plan your vacation. What's the prettiest time of year to come there, guys? Fall. Fall. Spring, when all the bulbs are coming up and the dogwoods are in bloom. That's my favorite time. Or fall when you get all the pretty colors. You know, the smart answer would have been Think a second. When is the slowest season that we have? February. It's beautiful. February. Yeah, yeah. That's a good time. And all the vineyards are open year long. That's right. And that's the most important thing. So all of the contact information for Sam and Scott and the Uphill B&B will be on www.together247.net. On their show notes page. On their show notes page. Everything you want to know. Sam, Scott, thank you so much. I'm looking forward to interviewing your parents. This is the first time we've ever done that. Is, uh, two generations. Is two generations in the same business. This is going to be great. So to our listeners, listen in again next week and hear the continuation of the story. Bye-bye. Thank you guys so much. We'll see everyone next time. Bye-bye. We want to thank you again for listening. Be sure to go to iTunes to subscribe to our podcast, rate it, and review it. And if you have any suggestions, just email us directly, together at together247.net. Check us out on our website at together247.net slash resources for some great ideas, resources, and offers for your business. And don't forget to click on our sponsors' links as well. Do you own a business with your sweetheart? We'd love to hear from you. Email us at guests at together247.net. And don't forget, we have a new episode every Monday and every Thursday. So go ahead and subscribe and keep on listening.